Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to Three Ring Circus, our new show here at DNVR Broncos. Uh, episode two here, we're really excited, got some really fun games today, an awesome special guest, and uh, some great Broncos talk coming your way. Quick reminder to everyone, if you're watching on Periscope, we highly recommend you switch over to YouTube, it's a higher stream quality uh, and, you know, you get to uh, hear us and look at us even better. Uh, and if when, once you get over to YouTube, hit us with a like, hit us with a subscribe. You can even sign up for alerts. Uh, but without further ado, why don't we just jump right in here and bring on our guest from The Athletic, Lindsey Jones. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> What's going on? Thanks for joining us. This sure. Be happy to, yeah, happy to be in the circus. And I, I just watched last week's episode, so I'm ready to dunk on James Palmer. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Let's go. He needs some humbling, actually. Um, the, the question that uh, everyone is asking, though, um, is what? where – does Lena think Deshaun Watson is going to end up? Oh, yeah. I, You know what? I have not gotten her like full take on the quarterback carousel yet. Um, I was on a Zoom with actually, it was like a women of the NFL happy hour the other night. And so some people asked her to, if she's going to do a mock draft. So we'll see if we can get a four-year-old seven-round <laughs> mock draft. Um, 
Yeah, she she did pick the Texans a lot last year for some reason. Selena's my four year old daughter. Um, if you, for those who didn't know, um, and she You're got living under a poop. rock. <laughs> it's, the, it's my best Twitter content by far. Is um, my daughter's NFL picks. She did pick the Texans a lot. I don't really know why because she she actually has been to Texas. She doesn't remember it. She went to the Super Bowl or she came to see me when I was at the Super Bowl in Houston a few years ago when she was six months old. So she does not remember. But um, you know. And James and I have talked about this a lot is as a national reporter who lives in Denver, all you really want is the team in your backyard to be relevant. And that means they can either be really good and relevant and interesting or really bad. And because, you know, that means you can stay home and James is a dad and I'm a mom. And like the more time you're able to, you know, just hop on I-25 or in my case, Mm -hmm. I live right off of Arapahoe Road. So it's just kind of a, a short drive from one side of Centennial to the other to get to Broncos rather than driving all the way to DIA and getting on a plane, you know, the better. So look, if Deshaun Watson ends up in Denver, I mean, it would be great for the Broncos and it would be great for all of us. So I, for a pure story perspective, let's go, let's get this done. They're clearing cap space. (laughs) I know, I know though, Macy, you've kind of gotten into how clearing the cap space isn't quite, um, they're not clearing as much room as really, I think because they're going to have to spend some of that money, but Look, why not? Why not the Broncos, right? Why not? Exactly. Well, why not? Yeah, George. And, and for this year, they all have to clear that much for Deshaun. It's about it's about ten point four five million dollars, of course. Like you like you mentioned, Lindsay. But uh, I, I am curious to see if when they get in the next month, they say, "All right, we're going to kind of just leave this space open just in case." We can pull that off because they can get some done, but not everything done. So that's going to be something to watch for the next few weeks, I think. Yeah. And you kind of have to, because I don't, I mean, look, from everything that is being reported, everything that all of us are hearing, nothing is happening with Deshaun Watson soon. And, you know, I think teams can be calling and leaving voicemails with the various Texans. I can only imagine their like voicemail system. It's like press one for, uh, Nick Casario, press two for David Cully, plus three to leave your offer. Um, you know, pay attention because the menu options have changed. Um, uh, you know, they're leaving their voicemail offers for what mm-hmm. what they'll sell. You know, and maybe they'll get blown away. Maybe somebody is going to offer, you know, the complete the the uh, Ricky Williams package or whatever. You know, offer something insane, and they'll actually play that voicemail. Although they're if, if they're like any of us, how old is Nick Casario? He's like early forties, I believe I so. so. Yeah. So he's he's like Gen X. He's not a millennial because like right. if he was a millennial, there's no way in hell he'd even be listening to those voicemails. <laughs> he would just be like trying to transcribe it and then delete it. I'm barely a millennial and I don't listen to my voicemails, so um, they're probably just swiping and deleting all of that. But you know, so, so that's the thing. This Watson stuff is not going to happen quickly. Yeah. You know, this is a very long and drawn out process where, you know, maybe by the draft you know, that's kind of a deadline. And then look, he's, he seems very positioned to be dug in here. And I don't think this is one of these things where all of a sudden training camp's going to open and they're going to have one meeting and kumbaya and everything's good. Like he seems to be digging in and saying, I'll sit out. Like, and there's Mm -hmm. very few guys that have the leverage to do that have the financial capital to do that, have the kind of social and influential capital to do that. And he's one of the very rarely posi- or uniquely positioned guys that he could, you know, do something that really just shifts the NFL landscape. So 
as much as it's, you know, we want to dream about trade proposals and mm -hmm. blockbuster stuff happening in March, the, with Watson specifically, it feels like it could be a really long and drawn out, um, drawn out process. So good for, you know, hours and hours and months and months of <laughs> yeah. podcast fodder, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we, so, have, we have a saying on this show, all roads lead to Deshaun Watson. We didn't even make it one minute into the show, although that was 100% yeah. my fault. Um, let's yeah. actually uh, jump into our game here as that will guide us. Uh, to some other topics and maybe some more Deshaun Watson talk. We'll have to see. Uh, the game, Lindsay, is called Who Tweeted That? Ooh. So okay. you're going to see a tweet with um, the name and picture um, kind of blurred out there. Okay. And you're going to have to guess. Are uh, these like players, local media members? Boom. There you go. All all the, those all right. are the two categories. Okay, perfect. <laughs> She did watch last week's show. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to find out real quickly how many of the local media members I have muted. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh. oh. Hopefully, hopefully we're None in of the, you guys. Uh, so, oh. uh, <laughs> that could be good for this game. All right. Uh, producer Allie, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the first tweet. One, one to start with maybe an easy one. Uh, oh, who tweeted it? What is it? Is it the team's account? No. No. Nope. No. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, I need to get warmed up here. Right. Well, <laughs> well, who is it? It's Vaughn, right? Yes. Yep. It's Vaughn's body. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure. Was it, it Vaughn was who Vaughn. tweeted it? It, oh. was Vaughn. <laughs> oh, it was Vaughn who tweeted it himself. Yeah. Okay. That was Vaughn who tweeted his freakish legs. Yeah. Just um, insane. Eat you, the, the quads eating the knees. Yeah, if you zoom into that, like you, it's like going down like a weird rabbit hole where you're like, "What? It like <laughs> it doesn't look yeah, right." That's it why looks, I thought yeah. maybe it was. It could have been like a the the app Broncos. That's why I thought maybe it could have gone that direction. It was. Um, I mean, it that it was remember, like. Remember be one when Juan was healthy and practicing? And yeah, and it was sure that he was going to be a Bronco, and I guess that's the. It was uh, a simpler time, wasn't it? Yes, it was August, a much, much simpler time. <laughs> uh, but that leads. leads All right, to I'll get better. I'm going to get better here. All right. <laughs> no, the question though that that leads to is, you know, what what do you think is going to happen with Vaughn? Where do you think he stands with the Broncos, and and how do you think this ends? Yeah, I mean, I really think since really since the day that he got hurt last year, I had kind of been preparing myself that we would never see him in a Broncos uniform again until, you know, he's eventually back here retiring as a Bronco and going to the ring of fame and all of that sort of stuff. I kind of just said, thought that that was, that was it, that they wouldn't bring him back. certainly at the contract that he's on right now, that it would take some sort of restructure. Um, you know, what they really need to do now is get younger and cheaper on defense. And he is neither of those things. And then the fact that now you have a new general manager, you're kind of at a completely different spot organizationally than you were a year ago, where I think this time a year ago, or maybe not even this time, but, you know, certainly last summer, I think the Broncos thought they were in a position to really, you know, start competing in the AFC West. And I think mm -hmm. what happened last year is you're further away from that than you were the year before, which is frustrating, I think, for everybody involved. So, you know, I don't see this necessarily ending in a spot where he's back. Although the one thing is he, 
you know, he'll be at the top of the free agent list of, you know, if he becomes an unrestricted free agent, if they don't pick up that option, he will have offers out there, but he's not going to be as highly sought after as he would have if he was hitting the market this time last year, where he wasn't coming off of, you know, an injury and surgery. There weren't off fields questions swirling about what, you know, you know, six months ago, it was like, everybody loves Vaughn, you know, zero off field questions about Vaughn. And now there's this investigation, this uh, in Parker, a lot of stuff that's happened this offseason that's been really unsavory and a really bad look for Vaughn. So maybe they are able to bring him back at a, at a lesser deal. Maybe he decides this is the best place for him. He doesn't want to go start somewhere else at age 33. See, 33 now, um, yeah. which is bonkers. All these guys make me feel really, um, <laughs> just makes me feel old now, right? Um, so, I mean, I guess like maybe the doors open a little bit more now and they do have a little bit more financial freedom than they than I thought maybe they were going to. But I just, I, I've been preparing myself for a long time that um, that Vaughn would be playing somewhere else in 2021. And I still think that's probably going to be the case. And Lindsay, really quick off that, one of the things James said last week was what we could see this year is some super teams created where guys like Vaughn Miller go and, and take a discount to go win one really quick and also a prove it year for guys like Vaughn to go show. Do you see that happening this year potentially as well? Yeah, I do. It's going to be such an interesting market. And um, you guys maybe saw yesterday uh, the, the annual agents meeting was happening yesterday that normally yeah. happens in Indianapolis at the Combine. And the most interesting thing that came out of that meeting was um, Demora Smith kind of telling agents basically to collude with each other to like make sure that salaries don't completely plummet. And look, it's not, there's nothing preventing workers from telling each other what they make. And it's actually a really good idea. You know, if you, any industry that you work in to, you know, have some sort of pay equity study and find out what you're, it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about, but it's, it's, it's actually a good thing to know what your coworkers are making because it will help everybody. Um, so there's actually nothing, there's nothing illegal about telling the player, you know, players, agents, like, hey, you guys should work together because you know that there's a lot of teams that are going to try to cry poor and are going to make salaries plummet. Right. And, right. and especially, and there's going to be specific, there's going to be several positions probably. Like you could see like the inside linebacker market tanking because there's not a ton of value there in terms of, you know, where the analytics tell you to spend your money. Right. It's so the Broncos, right. Yes. I mean, yeah, from a team perspective, you're going to be able to get a lot of these guys cheap. So I think what's going to be from a free agent market perspective is going to be really interesting to me is the cap is what everybody talks about, right? It's all about where is the salary mm -hmm. cap going to be? Is it going to be 182, 184, somewhere in that 180 to 185? I don't think it's going to get all the way to 185, but we now know that the floor is 180. They raised it. Um, last week from 175. So it's still going to be a significant drop from last year, uh, which was, it was like 198.5 million last year. Now it's going to be down 182, 183, let's say. So that's a, that's a significant drop, right? The cap matters, but what really matters and what always matters, this is always the case, but it's going to be especially true this year is cash. And who mm -hmm. has the cash to spend and who is willing to spend it, especially after a year where there were these massive, massive revenue losses. And there's going to be a lot of teams that just, they're not going to spend up to the cap. They're not going to spend up. They're not going to spend all their cash, but there are going to be teams that are going to figure out ways to one, manipulate the cap. And they're going to, they're going to spend all the cash that they have. And uh, those are the teams that will try to maybe build these kind of super teams where they believe they're one or two veterans away that they're a JJ Watt or a Von Miller or, you know, what uh, Alan Robinson kind of deal away. And the other side that I think is going to be interesting is those guys that are, 
now maybe seeking their big their big contract, their second contract, will they be willing to take a shorter deal, maybe more guarantees up front in a one-year or two-year deal or a one-year deal that's all front-loaded with a team option to get out after a second year? Usually guys will will want the long-term security, will want the their, you know, a lot of money up front, obviously, but they want to say that they signed one of the longest, richest deals. And when you know that the cap is going to go back up in 2022. These TV deals are going to get done. You know, st- fans are going to be back in stadiums next year. Maybe not Maybe not 100% full. I think it would be naive for any of us to expect that 2021 is going to look like 2019 did. But revenues are going to be back up next year in large part because of the TV deals. So you bet on yourself. You take a shorter deal. You go somewhere where you think you can chase a ring right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go to Kansas City. You want to go to Buffalo. You want to go to Green Bay. Um New Orleans gets a a new quarterback and all of a sudden that's a place where they're really good at manipulating the cap. So it's going to be a really wild month. And the other thing, I I know I keep adding things to this free agency, (laughs) all this, this free agency. We want all your info. Yeah. But usually we'd be in Indy right now. Right. And like while the 40 yard dash and all that stuff is exciting and like the TV, the TV workouts or whatever, what really happens in Indy is all of the networking and the tampering, you know, all of those meetings, usually this time of year, it's just nothing but rumors, right? We have to sift through what's true or what's not, but usually come out of Indy. We, as the media come out of Indy, have an idea, but the agents really know what the market's going to look like. And that's not really happening right now. I mean, there's some of those calls that are happening where you can call and, you know, somebody from CAA is calling the Broncos to find out about one of their clients. And while you're there, you start talking about all the other guys and what the market might look like. But, um, this is going to be the biggest like wild card free agency year that we've had because just far fewer of those conversations have started happening now. So that actual like legal tampering period might be really wild. You know how usually the last mm-hmm. couple of years it's been like the first hour of the legal tampering period, like deals right. are done. Yeah. You know, deal. There's actually you know a lot more of like deals starting to happen instead of um, like the preliminary conversations instead of the you know vir- virtual handshake. <laughs> At that point, so yeah, it's going to be nuts. Basically, the only thing that was wrong with what Demore Smith said was the setting, right? Like, um, it, there's nothing wrong with saying this food is bomb unless you're in an airport. You <laughs> uh, can't use the word "this is yeah. bomb." It just oh, that's out. Yeah, is that old? That's an oh. older generation thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Le- he can't. Lena's he shouldn't can't. use it. He's yeah. probably too old to use it. He's older than I am. I mean, I. I certainly can't use it. Okay. Uh, real quick on uh, Vaughn, one more thing. Uh, Malik Reed, of course, had a productive season last year. So we talk about saving cap, saving cash, like you mentioned. So for the Broncos, how much is that going to factor in the decision, knowing that, hey, they got a pretty productive season from an edge rusher who's playing on the league minimum? Yeah, I mean, I think that should help. And then you also know that at some point, probably not the too distant future, you're going to have to make a decision on Bradley Chubb and when and how much you're going to pay him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, th- look, they were, they had the highest, the Broncos had the highest paid defense in the NFL last year. And like, what did that do? Granted, a lot of the, that salary ended up on injured reserve very, very quickly um, when Vaughn got hurt and then Gerald Casey and AJ Bouye barely played. So a lot of that money ended up not being wasted because of injuries, but mm-hmm it wasn't necessarily like a winning formula, right? Like I think they, they're going to realize that they're going to have to get value other places. And like Shaq Barrett was clearly not George Payton's decision. Um, But I wonder if there's some lessons there in 
who you pay, when you pay them, when where a guy is in his growth trajectory. And yeah, I mean, at some point they're going to have to get more production and more value out of some of these, you know, lesser stars, right? And um, I think Shelby Harris is maybe a really good example where they kind of let him go test the market, brought him back on a lesser deal last year, and he was one of their best defensive players. He has to be, if Justin Simmons is kind of like priority number one, mm-hmm. leaving the Vaughn, setting aside the Vaughn question, um, Shelby Harris has to be like 1A. Yeah. Like, don't let him mm-hmm. go. You got to resign him. Um, I don't think it'll be a massive deal, but you know, he, he was really interested. So I think that kind of guy is who you need really quality. Um, you know, maybe not the elite type of defensive player, but guys you can get really good production at or from without a really good value. All right, let's bring up the next tweet here. Okay. Says that moment when in a group interview, another reporter asks uh interviewee about a story you wrote saying, is that accurate? WTF. Uh, 2013. Oh, 2013. Wow. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I gotta look at that date. Okay. <laughs> Is that that's like league meetings of 28 of 2013, uh, perhaps? Yeah. If you're not um, gonna get this one, I don't think you're gonna get any of them. <laughs> yeah. Was it Nikki? Uh, nope. It was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. In that moment, a moment when in a group interview, another reporter asked. Okay, what would I have written in March of 2013? It would. Uh, I, I don't remember the player, but it was about. Uh, it, it was about a draft prospect. So I don't know if it. It huh. couldn't have been the combine. I mean, was the combine that no, late? March 28th would have been owners meetings. Yeah. Okay. That's, it's exactly the timeline for owners meetings. It would have been coming out of the 2012 playoff loss series. So like before they went on that big run where they signed. Did they say no? That was it would have been right after oh, after the 2012 Luke, season. Right. So it was not yeah. the offseason that they signed to Marcus. Hmm. Yeah. It would have been I'm right really after they signed Lou Vasquez, Wes Welker, that that class that year. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it was clearly owners' meetings, March 28th. Yeah. I thought didn't we get were much engagement get... though. I know. I thought we were I mean, gonna well, get I, saw, I saw the WTF and I was like, yeah. it has to be like <laughs> Cliss would tweet. WTF. It has to. It has to be someone hit. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I, I just thought it was Nikki because Nikki. Right. I she thought we were. That. I thought we were going to get some scoop on which one of the Denver media members was muted based off of this. <laughs> oh, I could have oh, muted oh. myself. I also had to think. I was like 2013. Who was around? And uh, there's been some. There's been some significant changes. Yeah. Man, now I know. Now I I want to know what that story was about. It also could have been not Broncos related. Like it could it's have true. been. Yeah. Right. If, it, if it was, a, I was at USA Today, so I could have been writing about like the Steelers and. You know. ah, we'll yeah. never know. Whew. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. This one, see, I so Zach had a much yes. easier one for this, and then I thought it was too easy. So this one's my fault because you'll never get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who tweets about? I know who it is, and Soccer I don't even know who it is on, after this reading this. <laughs> yeah, I have no, I'm, I'm so no, sorry for Ryan's cruelty, Lindsay. My hint is all roads lead to... Deshaun oh. Watson? Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Notable Bayern Munich fan. I did Ooh. not know that until I was scrolling his so Twitter. He, this is a sign. Screen. We got to read that he's going to, he's going to like request some sort of like soccer style transfer right. like, yeah, the broncos are gonna pay like hundreds of millions of dollars to to buy out his contract or something yeah. i love that idea 
So really well, I mean, quick, since we brought up Deshaun one more time, Lindsay, you said, uh, you know, maybe the Texans are blown away by an incredible offer. All three of us are okay with any offer the Broncos <laughs> send their way. So, I mean, w- when we say incredible offer, what do you mean by that? I mean, it has to be a lot of future draft capital, but also some players that can can contribute right now. So, you know, it's not just sending three first round picks, which I think you're probably going to have to do. It's probably going to take three first round picks, but it's going to be three first round picks. Some four, some players who maybe were first round picks. Um, So it's going to be a combination of picks and players like core guys that you can build around, not guys who are on expiring deals, guys that are cheap, you know, the Jerry, Judy, Noah fans, right. That kind of guy, not even, you know, not even a Cortland Sutton now where, you know, you're, getting your, the timeline is getting closer where you're going to have to pay Cortland Sutton. So Mm. yeah, I think it's, it would be like, you know, picks and players Mm. um, to do that. I think I I wouldn't even say Drew Locke is part of like a, I mean, I think that you, that's kind of a given at this point for any team that would be sending a quarterback um, Mm -hmm. that you would include Drew Locke in that, that sort of package. Um, But yeah, so a lot of picks, a lot of players. I think it was this morning. I want to say it was Field Yates, but I don't know for certain. Someone uh, reported today that as soon as the the first team is on the clock in this year's draft, you actually can start trading 2024 draft picks. So that could be an interesting timeline for the Deshaun Watson trade. Man, something that big going down in such a short time would would be crazy. Right? I mean, you could have it technically like agreed to before then. Right. You say we're just waiting for this moment where we can actually trade that fourth first rounder and then go from there. I mean, that would I mean, that would help the Broncos chances, because the one thing that they would have working against them right now is the three is a three year limit. And a team like Miami has more draft capital and the, the Jets have more draft capital. And of course, Deshaun can still nix anything, any trade. That yes. Comes their way. And that's what makes that yeah. interesting. And the Russell Wilson situation mm-hmm. interesting, too, is that they both have. um um, they both have those no trade clauses. Yeah. Um, All right, we have to go speed round here at the end because we have to. I was gonna say go. I pushed. Yeah. Um, I actually just got a text. I pushed my radio hit back. So oh, oh there we go. go. Let's go. I was just about to chat at you guys privately. But yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, right. is, this is always happens. Like with our pod the other day. Yeah. Um, we were like, oh, we'll keep it tight, like 45 minutes and then like an hour and 20 into yep. it. <laughs> yeah, we, we feel that. Yeah. So, Lin- Lindsay, this next one, uh, you don't have to guess, but it's something that we just have to play because I, I know okay. Ryan loves this video. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Why? Hey, Seattle. You got to Go Hawks. Go Hawks. So cringeworthy. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. He's got like the tree chains. Make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never do that. Never no. post that. Never no. record that video. Never post that video. Yeah. And it was I mean, it was about, of course, him getting the new deal in Seattle. What's going on? I mean, it, it, your colleagues over at the Athletic yeah. did a did a yeah. pretty bombshell story yesterday. Do you think Russ is gone? I mean, I don't. I I don't think he'll be gone, but kind of like I said with just Sean Watson, like there's not a lot of times that NFL players have leverage. The, the off season, it, the off season is the time that you have leverage and there's 
not a lot of guys who actually are in a position to use it. And clearly he's trying to assert whatever sort of power he has. Um, but what's so interesting about the story that um, Michael Sean Dugar, uh, Mike Sando and Jason Jenks, who all live in Seattle, um, cover this, he either have covered the Seahawks exclusively or have spent a ton of time and a lot of years covering that organization. So they're super plugged in. Um, but was what I thought was most interesting is that it wasn't just like what's happened over the last month or so since Russ has kind of been, he's finally broken out of his like robot quarterback mode and is saying something interesting for the first time really mm -hmm. in his life. Um, it's just everything that's been percolating for years now, really, and kind of the power struggle that's been going on and the, the, the stuff that he's asked for that he hasn't gotten the say that he's wanted in the offense. Um, but then also, you know, a lot of the critiques specifically of Russell and the way that he's been playing and that he's handled all of this stuff. I mean, it's the power dynamics there are really, really, really interesting. Um, you know, ultimately I think he will stay. I, I, I think it would, I think the Seahawks would be nuts to trade him. You know, there's been some fun trade scenarios thrown out there. Um, one of like the companion pieces that some of my coworkers did was they let uh, Michael Shandugar, our Seahawks writer, like play GM and, you know, let the Texans, our, uh, let the Cowboys, the Bears, um, the Raiders, the Saints, let them all like make their trade proposals. And the Dallas one is really kind of interesting. Like Russell says he wants to go to Dallas. I think that's like a be careful what you wish for kind of scenario <laughs> looking at that. But, you know, you, you, you re-tag Dak Prescott, tie or sign and trade. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, like, while I understand Russell's concerns, especially about pass protection and how often he's getting hit and the actual investment that the Seahawks have made to protect him and on the offensive line, there's not a ton of places around the league that would actually be an upgrade for him. That when you look at the personnel, you look at the ownership structure or the coaching structure, he's got it pretty good. And I think his complaints are valid, but I also think that there's a lot worse places in the NFL that he could wind up. Um, and look, he does have a no, no trade clause, so he wouldn't be able to just, you know, get, he, they couldn't just send him to like the Bengals, which the Bengals wouldn't be in it. I'm just trying to think of like a really messy right. organization, yeah. but you know, like if you go to the Cowboys, you're the quarterback of America's team, but you have a super conservative head coach who, despite spending a year studying analytics or whatever <laughs> isn't you know this isn't going to be a place to necessarily like let him cook right mm -hmm. they're a disaster on defense um their offensive line is not the offensive line that it was even three years ago i mean they have major issues there now um to the point where they might end up having to draft a new left tackle like use their first round pick to, to draft a new tackle so you know i in chicago like why would you want to go to Chicago? Yeah, like that entire organization is about to blow up. That GM's probably going to <laughs> yeah. get fired next year. Like they shouldn't have made it through this year. Their offensive line sucks. Their defense is going through kind of a, a rebuild too. Like stay in Seattle, like yeah. exert, exert your pressure or whatever influence you have to see if you can finally have a little bit of say in the offense, see how he plays in a Sean McVay style offense that they're going to run now with their new offensive coordinator there. And maybe, yeah, I, that's kind of where, where I figure. I just, I got to, and I answered this in my mailbag last week too, or a question about this is like, he's also just a unique dude. I mean, as we saw from the video is he's never 
I don't think really never really viewed himself as like a traditional NFL quarterback who should adhere to typical NFL norms. He has a baseball agent. Um, he now is kind of very much crossed into this celebrity kind of celebrity vein. He also views himself very much as like a CEO businessman with the, the investments that he's made. He's very involved in like the tech space, mm-hmm. um, you know, as an investor and in startups and, uh, so it's just, he's just, it's just a different, a completely kind of different path than most quarterbacks in the NFL have chosen to take. And he's now finally pushing back and saying something interesting. And uh, I, I'm glad for the fodder. And if you haven't read that story yet, make sure you go check it out. It was really, really, really good. Yeah. And I'm glad he's saying it in a story and not in a bed with his uh, shirt off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a trick. Like he's saying it on um, Dan Patrick. Um, I was yeah. actually on a, they, so he won, he won the Walter Payton man of the year award um, this year, which is kind of the NFL's highest off field honor and very well deserved for Russell Wilson for everything that he's done. Um, especially in the Seattle community since he's been there. Uh, but they had a, like a zoom press conference for him, like two days after the Super Bowl, And it was like a handful of national reporters, mostly Seattle reporters. And, um, they were tr- trying so hard to keep it to like man of the year questions, but he had just that morning gone on Dan Patrick. And <laughs> right. so I kind of asked, like, I did one of like trying to combo like a man of the year slash other kind of question in there. Um, and I asked him about like, you were sitting next to Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl. Like, what was that experience? Like, what did you talk about? What, and what was Ciara and Roger talking about? Because we all want to know what Roger Goodell and Ciara were talking about. Um, <laughs> and he kind of answered it as like, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, the NFL is listening to our social justice concerns. He's like, but I also was really pissed that I was there. <laughs> and, I, and I really wanted to be playing in the game. And for a long time, he's been, like, I, I already called him a robot quarterback. He very much has been like, Go Hawks, go Hawks, blah, blah, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's not doing that anymore. And he ended that press conference without saying go Hawks, which was extremely notable to me. I mean, I've been covering him mm-hmm. since 2012. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time I'd ever heard him end any sort of media session, radio interview, anything without saying go Hawks. And that was wow. pretty telling to me. Ooh. I thought it was interesting that he said he wanted another guy's job. Like it would be weird if I tweeted out like, I, I, I want to stay at DNVR, but if I were to leave, I'd love to be the senior NFL writer at the athletic. Like, <laughs> like that would be, that's so weird. Well, Ryan, yeah, it, you it, have to be real careful how you say things like that. Cause cool. Like I would love to be Mina Kimes. Right. But like, yeah, <laughs> hey, Ryan, to bring it to a relationship status, I, I saw this on Twitter yesterday and I don't remember who said it, but they said, it's like if you approach your wife and you're like, no, I don't want to get a divorce with you, honey. But, if we do get a divorce, here are the four girls I'm going to go after right after we get divorced. But it's not even like the um, hall pass kind of list. It's like if we were going to get divorced, it would be, you know, like Sarah from your office <laughs> and, you know, your second cousin who I met at that wedding at one time. So it's like people that would actually be kind of realistic and not just like, yeah, I, you know, if we get divorced, I'd love to marry George Clooney, like right. something that's completely <laughs> off the wall, but like an actual, <laughs> it's really messed up. Mm. Yeah. It's really messed up. All right. Let's do the, uh, let's do quick ones here yeah. for, the I need summer. to cloud on some of my other reporters here. Oh, it was <laughs> February 24th, 2021. I know we got to give her some reporter ones. Recent. That was like, that was like two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> This is now we're, this, is way too, this is way too niche to Broncos Twitter. Yes, it is. Kind of sent Broncos Twitter in a tizzy. Oh, 
Was it Ben Albright? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that was. We should have done that one. There's one the other night that like said, like, let's go or something. Yeah, it was like, yeah. it's, it's about to go down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's about to go down. This was Juwan okay. James. Everyone thought he was, he was like cut by the Broncos or something like that. He later said he was just tweeting a Drake lyric. Oh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. That, that's what they always are, right? Nice walk back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Some might say that flight flew by. Ouch. One like on this. Ah, so that we must be talking a long time ago. That, my that guess. might be decade, a like decade ago. Yeah. Is this oh, yeah. nice? Oh, close. close. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, this is da- I see it was very much a dad joke. So I thought, yes, that's, why yes. I thought uh, yeah. that's why I thought Andrew. Ryan's not a Ryan's not a dad yet, but he's certainly got the yeah. dad jokes down. Well in 2012 you probably didn't have quite your Twitter presence yet. I mean you were probably in mm-hmm. college, right? Uh, just How old now, just, well, yeah, I guess I was no, in college. Middle of college, yeah. Okay. Where <laughs> was I going in December of twenty twelve? I you can I guess this holiday? easily. I can? Yeah. We were going to a bowl game? Where would you be going in December? In December. Uh, in December. In the winter. Where do you go in the winter? There, uh, was there it Arizona? There? Bingo. There you go. Yeah. Arizona. Probably getting some golf in. Yep. I'm uh, I'm the youngest uh, snowbird there is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the attire, obviously. Oh. oh. We can skip this one, honestly. It's something about going to <laughs> Dallas. Something about oh, Dallas. Oh, right? very good. Okay. Yeah, there sad. you go. I You're have a like weird memory. Yeah, I, I, area codes for some reason. I yeah. have a weird memory for this. In Boulder, there's a guy on Pearl Street who you uh, can tell you tell him where you live, and he knows the zip code for every single place in the world. Yeah, I don't know zip codes, oh. but I'm pretty good with area codes generally. That's, I mean, that's because you have all those numbers in your phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, another old one, 2012. Oh. Oh, same time as my tweet. The tweet yeah, is, how bad must Ricky Stanzi be if he can't get a shot ahead of Brady Quinn? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like Broncos season finale that year, I think. Ricky oh, Stanzi. Someone seems to know a lot about it. Oh, so Mace? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was, a, was that a Chiefs? It was Chiefs-Broncos regular season finale. and. Oh. Uh, Kansas City went two and fourteen that year with oh, Brady that, I remember Quinn that, yeah. starting most. Of the, it was it was like thirty to three or something like that. Yeah. It was just a terrible game. Was it Ricky Stanzi? Was he a Wisconsin guy? Iowa. Iowa. Okay, yeah, I knew it was somewhere up there. All right, we got to have at least one more. Oh, well, we know this one. Wait, I definitely saw this one, but now I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A month ago, it says yeah. I was on two, then took it to ten. But this was another like quoting a rap lyric, right? I think uh, so. It was also quoting an Adam Schefter report. Oh, is this Deshaun again? Yeah, I don't know why we're doing Deshaun. <laughs> okay, Wait, guys, there were no Cliss tweets in here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there's got. I think we have one more. Do we not? Is it? Don't confirm to Nikki. Uh, this is oh. the worst one. Another old one. The worst one. Watch your mouth. <laughs> so is this a Zach? Yes. Yeah, what what, what is this? I think that was my third tweet ever, guys. And uh, uh, so, oh. you know, I, I never thought I'd use Twitter. That is so yeah. bad. That's, that's the worst bad. tweet I've ever seen. Yeah. These that's early tweets. I've got some bad oh, yeah. ones in there. I'm surprised you guys <laughs> didn't find. Uh... We should have brought up. Yeah. 
these early tweets are like, remember the, the PF Chang's Chargers tweets from oh, when yeah. they first started? Oh, I mean, that's what they're like, basically. Like, like what were we thinking then? What were we using this for? Well, we you guys would through. have to go back and find my like post Broncos from yeah. like 2009, mm-hmm. 2008, want- 2009. We should have brought up the confetti cannon tweet. Oh best yeah, ever tweet. that was a good one. Although I miss, I misspelled cannon, which was uh, I did like the wrong cannon, which was really disappointing when you have like a tweet that takes off. Mm. So that one was that I was at a, a Sunday night football game in Indy, and they shot off the confetti cannon. I said like it's okay. It happens to a lot of confetti cannons, <laughs> <laughs> and it like took great. off. And I spelled cannon with one n or two n's. I don't know. Whatever. I wouldn't even know. You didn't yeah. learn your lesson clearly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unfortunate. Um, yeah, no. Next time you got to get the "Don't confirm to Nikki" clip. Yes, that, of that course. Was the, that was the classic. That was oh, um, man. that was such that was a good one. <laughs> it was yeah, good times. We I missed their uh, um, I missed that banter. Yes, <laughs> I just miss being in the media room and just like like. There's like little underlying rivalries, like yep. people. Oh, like, I mean, it's like happily joking, but not really. Right. <laughs> oh, I mean, and now like you know, since I'm kind of on a uh, a national, you know, I travel around a lot, and mm-hmm. you know, through the PFWA, especially, I hear a lot of uh, stuff that goes on um, around the league, and like every market has some like really interesting beat dynamics. And there's some places where all the guys like legit like love each other and are best friends. Like in San Francisco, like the Niners beat. Um, like they probably all it's the most collegial beat in the NFL by far. And then there's like the Jets beat where everybody like legitimately wants to kill each other. There's like a couple <laughs> guys I think that get along. Um, and then, you know, some of these markets like Cleveland, almost all the guys have been and women, their cake habit, like have been covering the Browns since the nineties. So there's wow. just a lot of like, they've all been there forever. Um, it's really like, it's a super like inside media stuff, but there's some, uh, there would be some good stories and books and, um, and Denver's right up there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> Could do a podcast on that alone. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I probably shouldn't, but. Um, <laughs> I was going to say you probably should. There's, a, there's definitely some stories to be told for sure. We'll just put a vo- voice changer on and uh, you can, you can tell us everything. I was going to say next time, Lindsay, you come on, you can tell us uh, all of the Denver media accounts you have muted and stories <laughs> from other media markets. Well, it's just, and I, I have this in other markets too, but it's just sometimes like, it's like a lot of tweeting play by plays tends oh, to be oh, what'll, yeah. tends to be what'll what'll do it. I don't have that many. It's not that many muted, but um Can we get a number on it? <laughs> it's maybe like three or four. Okay. Oh, right. that's not bad. Maybe five. We'll leave, it up, we'll leave it up to the imagination. Well, the number keeps going up. <laughs> yeah. All of them. If you work in the media room, no, that's that's not true. I've been very much enjoying Jeff Legwald's um if I were an indie uh threads mm, that he's been yeah. tweeting. Lately, he's been like asking your neighbors, his neighbors, how much they weigh and like how much they can bench, <laughs> um, which would not surprise me if he actually were, were legitimately doing that. Um, what teams yeah, have you most, talked to? Yeah, who who have you talked to? Oh God, it's the, it's the worst question at the combine. I, I don't because, miss like, that. This yeah. week, that's for sure. Because it doesn't tell you anything. No, yeah. you've literally learned nothing except for that you can put it in a head like the headline of a blog post that's going to get a couple like a little bit of SEO, like yeah. yeah. It's, it's everybody the, talks to everybody. 
It's the question that someone who's in the scrum and knows they want to ask a question but doesn't know what they want to ask asks. Just yeah. blurts it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you talked to the Broncos? <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. And then the worst thing about it is it just starts a waterfall domino effect yeah. where people well, are talking about every yeah. Browns, Giants, Packers, Panthers, bro- Broncos. It's like all I just, you know, I love when the fire. players I love when the player just says, I've talked to every team. Yeah. yeah or they're like, or I haven't had any meetings yet. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know, right. I don't know what my schedule is. Because right. their schedules are crazy. Um, but man, I do miss it. I'm going to make, um, so this, I guess tomorrow night. So I ordered a couple bottles of the cocktail sauce from St. Oh. Elmo's. Like the day that the combine was officially canceled, I like went on, like, and I ordered it directly from St. Elmo's. Um, so I have two bottles of it. And I, there's a YouTube video from one of their chefs on like how to cook the shrimp the way that they mm-hmm. do. I don't know how well it'll come out, but I'm going to do that tomorrow. We're going to buy some steaks. So we're going to grill some steaks. I'm going to try to make the cocktail sauce or I'm going to try to make the shrimp. I have the cocktail sauce. That's the one part that I don't get. I, I know won't get messed up, but um, Matt Boyer from Broncos.com. And I have texted about this a bit because he has also tried to make this. So mm-hmm. his tip was that like, he's made it unsuccessfully. And I think it was because the shrimp was like King super shrimp. So um, no offense. Hopefully King supers is not sponsored. <laughs> but so I got to go yet. find some like really good shrimp. Um, and I'm going to attempt this tomorrow to get my mm. indie experience. I want to say it's like jumbo tiger shrimp. Yeah. So it what has they to be, use. And I've been trying to figure out too, if it's like frozen versus fresh, like frozen. I think, I think the best way is to get it frozen and then like, freshly thought so it can't be yeah. something that's been like frozen and then re-chilled and um so we're gonna give that a try and i will see if my <laughs> video of my daughter trying to have some of this <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That, that's probably child abuse right we'll <laughs> probably shouldn't do that that's what he's never had it so maybe i'll i'll just yeah. i'll just let him i'll well. let him try because that's my favorite thing about the combine is going to elmo st elmo's for the first with somebody for their first time Mm-hmm. and just telling them you have to eat this you have to eat this and then they yeah like cover get a big bite <laughs> and then just like tears streaming down their face when they pretty eat. much pretty much me last year with these guys oh. yep <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like and yeah. Yeah, but i yeah. do miss the just like the the scene i don't miss mm-hmm. like the late night bar scene um increasingly that's become like <laughs> less of my my jam um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean being able to like walk into st elmo's and you just see like it's just a who's who of people in the NFL and mm-hmm. you know, the conversations that they're having and the, the news that's going to come out of there is the best. And yeah. uh, we're missing that this year, all of the rumors yeah. and the, uh, yeah, the know, little so we, nuggets that come out of Indy. We would always come on the podcast with just like such good little tidbits. <laughs> yeah. uh, like we're like half better, like half veiled. We're like, don't be surprised if you hear, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, but this has been awesome. The one bit of homework we need is we need to hear where Lena thinks Deshaun Watson. Is. All right, I'll I'll work on that. Um, over shrimp cocktail tomorrow. I'll get uh, her. Yes. I'll get her predictions about the quarterback. Uh, the quarterback carousel. Love uh, it. We'll, I'll see if we can predict. We did start talking about it this morning because she saw we had ESPN on and she was like, "Who's playing?" Because she saw the the team logos, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, it's just now guys are getting to switch teams." And she was really cute. She goes, "Well, when I'm in when I'm playing football, who's going to be my coach?" Oh, like, oh. It's really, that's so it's really, cute. It's been really That's sweet. Awesome. I 
don't really know how to wrap my head around my four-year-old daughter wanting to play tackle football, but that is a separate. <laughs> it means <laughs> you've been doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, yes. she's into it. Yeah, she's yeah. very much into it. So we'll work. Maybe maybe by the time she's in high school, Colorado will have flag football. Mm, there we go. Like, should be great. Like all the other states do. So yeah. or many other states do. So yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. I didn't dunk on James Palmer enough. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, oh, next time we need to tee you up a little better. I know we didn't have any of his tweets. Yeah, that was my bad, Lindsay. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> all right. He's probably Thanks. got some bad Ohio State tweets out there. Oh like, yeah, oh. I'm sure. High school yes, kicker I... tweets. I don't know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, Lindsay. Thanks well, so thank much. Thank you guys for having you. me. Thanks, yep. Lindsay. That was awesome. Yes. Uh, Great stuff from Lindsay Jones. Of course, we've still got more to come here as we uh, – coming up next, we're going to build our Broncos. Now, this is going to be really tough. I looked at the spread here. We're going to have 15 bucks um, to build our Broncos. And I – like this – people are going to be mad, I think, based on the decisions that we make. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor – MSU Denver. You can go to msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. Uh, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So if you want to get your degree while earning money to hopefully earn more money after you get your degree, they are the place to go. Also, I want to give a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, it is Friday, which means it's a Breck Brew Friday. And your Breck Brew Friday can now include uh, good company hard seltzer, which I'll just I'll just tell you like I'm I'm keeping it light tonight. Tomorrow, I will be drinking several good company hard <laughs> seltzer. So if you want to be uh, if you want to join me on that as we make our march to a million, um, then uh, get you some 15 can packs of good company hard seltzer. Well, Ryan, tomorrow you're drinking good good company hard seltzers from Breck. Lindsay Jones making, of course, the the shrimp with some steaks. And the best place for her to get her steak, which I'll tell her about right after this, is Hassel Cattle Company. Guys, to pair with that damn good beer, or shall we call it damn good seltzers, we've got damn good beef. And Hassel Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassel Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm and they ship everywhere in the united states and if you spend over 200 dollars, you'll get free shipping and if you use the code dnvr10 you'll get 10 percent off your entire order they have more than just steaks of course they have smoked sausage new york strips beef bacon wagyu franks without any fillers and they have multiple flavors of jerky including the sweet and spicy which is so so good so make sure to check out hassle cattle company that's h-a-s-s E-L-L, cattlecompany.com, and use that code DNVR10 for 10% off your purchase, and you'll get free shipping on anything over $200. Hassle Cattle Company. All right. It's time for us to uh, to enter the matrix here as Uh-oh. we have $15 to build our Bronco. So this is based off of players um, who are free agents or restricted free agents this year. You've got $15. Now, I, I just want to note this before people start getting mad at us. The Broncos have more than $15 to spend here. <laughs> uh, as I went through this, I was like, this is so hard. And I realized, like, okay, well, thankfully the Broncos aren't stuck in this conundrum that they're going to have to pass on as many people as we're going to have to pass on here. But I think it is a, a good exercise in finding out where your priorities lie as you build this team. So here is the spread. 
You've got 15 bucks, and as you see there, the top line, Justin Simmons, Von Miller, Shelby Harris, all those guys are $5. $4 line, and it goes on. Um, so, Mace, we're going to let you hit lead off here. Build your Broncos. All right. Now, do we have to take one from each, or can I move around and, and add, up, add up to 15 a different way? You I think are- you have a $15 budget. You can do whatever you want with it. All right. Exactly. Cool. All right. I am... Uh, I'm starting on the $4 line then. I'm starting with Alexander Johnson. Okay. And, and and the thing is, I was thinking about this yesterday, having a conversation on the radio. Alexander Johnson of the three RFAs is probably my top priority. Not so much uh, because uh, he's the best player, because you could argue uh, for Phil Lindsay, you could argue for Tim Patrick, but that is something where you need somebody there who has some dynamic ability and at the price, I think very affordable. So I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting on my budget here, guys with Alexander Johnson for four bucks. All right. Okay. I like that. Keep it rolling, Mace. All right. Next up, I'm going to go back to the RFA. Well, again, I, you know, Tim Patrick, of course he's been, uh, making social media waves with his repertee with pro football focus, but give me the guy that doesn't drop any, any passes. I'll find a way to get him in the lineup, even though you've got other, other needs on, on the roster and you're you're pretty deep at wide receiver. The other thing with Tim Patrick guys is, is this, he, if you give him the RFA tender, let's say every receiver stays healthy there might be a team that will trade for Tim Patrick later in the summer. So even if Jerry Judy's balling out, Cortland's playing well, you know, KJ Hamler's taking the next step up. I mean, what if Green Bay says, hey, we'll give you a fourth round pick for Tim Patrick sometime what this is, summer? What do is it. his value? Uh, because I do like the, the, the idea of a fourth potentially, but I've seen people going back on Twitter this week about Tim saying you can get a first for him. And some yeah. people saying you can get a sixth for him. Where do you think his true value is, especially on the way that he would be traded, which is just a one year deal this year? And that's why I think it would be realistically be a fourth round pick because it is a position at which there is a lot of talent league wide wide receiver. I mean, I do think there's a market for somebody that is as reliable as, as Tim Patrick. But yeah, the first is the first and the sixth. They're kind of the extremes. So maybe what we're thinking is early fourth, late third for a guy on a one year deal who could probably step right in and be productive. I mean, you know, I sometimes I, I keep coming back to thinking that. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, and Tim Patrick, if Patrick isn't a Bronco, that that's a perfect match. But if you give Tim Patrick the original round tender this year, you're getting nothing back. If And this is true for all the RFAs. If you give them the second round tender, ensure they're back, and then they leave a year from now, at least you get something in draft capital compensatory-wise. Whereas if you give them the original round tender right now, you let them walk. It's nothing. So that's something I think the Broncos need to consider when they're making these RFA decisions, gentlemen. Yeah, very fair. So yep. Very fair. Yeah. So, so Mace, you, you have what? $8 left. I got yes. set. I've got $8. I got eight. I've got $8 left. And my next thing, I'm going back to the $4. Well, and I'm bringing cream Jackson back. Okay. Another, uh, RFA. Yes. Right. Uh, no, he's not an no. RFA. That's okay. just that's just making that's he's just an option up the guy. Option yeah. and, oh, right, 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 right. his guarantee kicks in uh, once you go ahead and do that. And then I'm closing I'm closing this out with Demar Dotson. Okay, because yeah. 
I don't have confidence that Juwan James is going to hold up. And DeMar Dotson, yeah, he's not somebody you want out there in space on the screen game. But in terms of pass protection across the board, he had a really good season last year. And I I've, I trust him there. I, if Juwan James uh, can't stay healthy, I trust DeMar Dotson to, to go in and play well in pass pro, which is really what, with all respect to run blocking and, and the screen game, that's what matters the most. And then my last two bucks, Jerry Itachi, uh, someone that you know can can spell your edge guys as a starter from time to time, but uh, provides good depth, good rotational presence. He stayed healthy the last couple of years. He's been productive when he's been, been asked to go out there. So, yeah, I stay away from the $5 line, but wow. I, feel like, I feel like I've got a, a deeper crew here. Yeah, yeah you've you, got a lot of players. Yeah, you you, cer- you certainly did, and and I actually think this is, this is a very interesting setup, guys, because while the Broncos do have a lot of money, I think this is a good exercise to show yeah. that if the Broncos want Von Miller, want Justin Simmons, want Shelby Harris, you're not really going to be able to go down past that level in terms of getting guys. There, you may you'll be able to get you know keep a Nick Vanette uh, and maybe sign Demar Dotson, but you're not going to be able to also keep Kareem Jackson, Tim Patrick, Will Par- well, all of these guys. Yeah. But with the restricted free agent guys, you should be able to like you. You can put you know second round tenders on these guys. Well, Ryan, those cost three and a half million dollars. You do three of those. That's ten million dollars right there. And, uh-huh. and if you're also paying Justin Simmons fifteen, Shelby Harris ten, Von Miller, let's say you bring him down to you know thirteen, you, you've you've gone past your forty five million dollar budget right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll have to make some other uh, ancillary moves. Yeah. Um, Selfishly, I hope that I, I had hoped that Will Parks would be a two dollar guy rather than a three dollar guy, and if he were two dollar a two dollar guy, my list would look a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. And also, before someone comes in here and and tries to uh, explain to us uh, things that have happened with the Broncos, this graphic was made before Jarrell Casey was cut. <laughs> and there's also a chance that you know they try to bring him back on a discount. Now, I think that probably would have happened before they just cut him. But heck, they they could do the Shelby Harris with him, guys. Say you know we, we don't want you for that price. You can hit the market and then bring him back in a month or two from now when he's still on the market, just like they did one year ago with Shelby. Yep. All right, Zach, I want to see you build. All right. I'm going the complete opposite of Andrew Mason. I'm going Justin Simmons and Shelby Harris. Get me those two guys back. They they keep the idea of, you know, it's not a full youth movement with those guys, but you keep some up and up and coming players who I think Shelby's still peaking uh, up in the right direction. Justin obviously is as well. So now I only have $5 left. So I have to skip the $4 line. And that finds me at the $3 line. Tim Patrick is a great player, but the Broncos, that's just, that's something that they don't need to spend any, any capital on right now. No resources, whether money or uh, draft capital, because they already did that last year. So passing up on him and I'm going to go with Will Parks because this would mean that you'd move, move on from Kareem Jackson uh, and you have to have another safety. I mean, right now, look, Trey Marshall uh, isn't even on your team next year and he's your, your only third safety on this team. So you have to get another stud there. Will Parks is that on the cheaper from Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons and I have two dollars left guys and I'm kind of at a struggle right now on what to do with it I'm sticking with the two dollar line do I go Demar Dotson or Jeremiah Atachu because of course I'm letting Von Miller go in this situation so I need depth but I'm counting on Malik Reed to be that guy Jeremiah Atachu is a great depth piece he, he really can play he can ball but 
I don't have a right tackle right now, one that I can absolutely count on. So Mace, I'm doing what you did. I'm taking DeMar Dotson because you're obviously rolling the dice with Juwan James this year. You have no choice. That's how his contract is. But I need something uh, that that I can count on if Juwan James can't play for some of this season. And I know DeMar Dotson is that guy. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised at all, Zach, if DeMar Dotson lingers on the market, but if things go askew with Juwan James, that DeMar Dotson comes back in like July, right before camp and re-signs, stretches this out just because you found that you could trust him last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I would do that personally over Elijah Wilkinson because when DeMar Dotson played last year, I was was way more impressed. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, I'm I'm struggling here, guys. But I... (laughs) I'm going to go down the route where, in my mind, the Broncos have landed a quarterback, a top-tier quarterback. Um, and, you know, for the sake of argument, I'll just say it's Sean Watson. And one hey. thing – and what, Yeah, exactly. Congratulations to us and everyone in the city of Denver. Um, <laughs> one thing that I have always said about this player is, good God, if you put him in a good offense – he is going to absolutely eat. And that's Philip Lindsay. Uh, like, you know, you always talk about when, when we talk about the Broncos losing Philip Lindsay, it's always, oh man, what if he went to the Chiefs? Oh man, what if he ended up with the Ravens? Oh, what if uh, he ended up with the Bills? Well, if you have Deshaun Watson, now you are one of those teams. What if he ended up with the Broncos, where he's been all along? So I want to keep him around. Um, then I'm going to go up top. I'm going out of order here. Uh, and I, I got to keep Shelby Harris. Uh, I have no, It's just not an option for me to not keep Shelby Harris after seeing the impact he had against the Chiefs this last year. Um, seeing the way that you beat the Chiefs, right? It's with interior pressure. It's with just pressure, period. If you can get pressure with four, well, he is your best option there in terms of getting pressure from the interior with four. Um, so now I have spent $9. Good math. Mm-hmm. I am in a bit of trouble here because I've spent big early. Um, but I'm going to keep spending, and I'm going to keep spending big, and I'm going to keep Justin Simmons around. This is a guy who, when you are building a team that you want to win a championship with, this is a guy that you, that you want on your team. He is a foxhole guy that you got to have with you. He's a beloved in the locker room. Uh, and again, now that you are a contender, you don't want you want the locker room as happy as possible. If you don't bring back Justin Simmons, this locker room is going to be a, a a hornet's nest. People are going to be really upset. And again, like I said earlier in the week, you just can't look at your locker room and tell them, Hey, you know, make sure you're doing the right things off the field. Hey, if you participate in these community events, it's going to mean a lot when your contract comes up. These are the types of things that they tell these guys from the time that they're rookies. And if you don't bring back Justin Simmons, that's just a lie. You've just been lying to them all along. Uh, and everyone will remember that. And it's just not good for business. So now I have $1 left. Um, you going to the McDonald's drive through or? Yeah. I was thinking of just getting a spicy McChicken and calling it a day uh, because I already have the three guys that I need to bring back. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess I'm going to DeMarcus Walker, honestly. Um, as as disappointing as he's been based on his draft status, he's gotten better every year. Uh, and again, as I talk about, you know, you need interior pressure. He's shown that he has a propensity when he can get on the field, that he can get pressure from the inside. So 
you know, it's a $1 pick. Uh, I definitely don't want Nick Vanette at all. Um, <laughs> Trey Marshall is nice to have because you have zero depth at that position, and now you don't even have Kareem Jackson, I guess, in this scenario. Um, but I'm just going to the draft, I guess, to fill that position. Um, give me Demarcus Walker. I like that he's trending up, and maybe he pops. Uh, and what what would this be for him? Year four? Yep. Ex- yep. Exactly. Year, yeah, year five for DeMarcus Walker, actually. And uh, what is interesting, and I thought about Walker as well, RK, um, the, the pass rush efficiency numbers for him on a per-snap basis are, are, are pretty good. And, uh, and those are why I think if the Broncos don't bring him back next month, I think somebody's going to sign him on a, a one-year, two-and-a-half, three-million-dollar deal and maybe find a, a better a better way to use him than the Broncos have over the last few years. I think the talent is there for one specific skill set that is valued, and that's being an interior pass rusher. I feel like the Broncos have fallen in trouble by asking him from the start when they had him at outside linebackers rookie to do things that he's not good at, to not play to his skill set. Yeah, I'm shocked. Um, and maybe this is just an interesting pulse of where Broncos country is. I thought people were going to be really mad. And none of us brought back Von Miller. Nope. All yeah. three of us let Von Miller go. There's not a single comment that I thought people were going to be mad at us for that. But I think maybe, and I know that people still want him back and they want him back bad. But I think that maybe this is a sign that Broncos country is starting to come to terms with the idea that Von Miller might not be a Bronco next year. Do you guys get that sense too? Yeah, and and I think especially where we labeled him as a $5 player. I think if we would have put him as a $3 player, probably mm-hmm. all of us would have jumped all over that. But guys, it while Vaughn probably is not going to be back at the $22 million cap hit, which in this case would be like, you know, a $10 player, uh if he's still coming back at 15 million at 13 million at 14 million, that's still a $5 player we're talking about. It, it he still is going to be that expensive. So, you know, a $3 player, let's say that's about eight million dollars in real life okay now we're talking i would bring him back at eight million dollars i think you guys would both bring him back at eight million dollars this year but i it maybe that's where broncos country is do they want vaughn back yes do they want him back at that five dollar price tag at the most expensive price tag Uh, i think they understand that 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 time is is not for this year yeah, yeah, Lindsay kind of mentioned it that you know, she's been preparing for a Broncos without Von Miller kind of in the back of her mind since he got hurt. And I would say maybe a lot of the fans have been preparing for this notion since that that interview that he had mm-hmm. over on the fan last season that uh, with with Zach By and Brandon Stokely that really went so poorly when the subject of a restructure came up. I feel like I feel like maybe there's already been that mourning and and toward acceptance in Broncos country if Von Miller isn't back. Yeah, they've already the grieving the grieving process has already happened, even though he hasn't left yet. Yeah. All right. Well, remember your picks, guys, because I'm going to text you for them so I can uh, tweet this out in poll form uh, and see what uh, who people think um, did the best. I was thinking of pandering and just taking all the fan favorites, but I decided not to <laughs> guys. I think I have a better shot at this winning this poll than yeah. I do the last one. I think so too. I, it seems like you actually understood what we were picking. This time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I can't say I'm a, I'm a, a pop tart expert. That, that's okay. Yeah. You're it, not getting weak, paid for yeah. that. 
<laughs> Although it's funny, we're talking about Von Miller. It's weird because I'm actually wearing okay. the Super Bowl 50 ring. And uh, big I wouldn't in. have it if it weren't for Von Miller. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. No chance, honestly. Um, yes. It's a shame. It's a shame. If it does come to that, it'll be a bummer, I think, for everyone. Uh, he's yeah. been just such a staple in the city for so long. Uh, all right. Before we move on here, I want to tell you guys about the Colorado Exos. And this is a cool thing that they're doing because I feel like it's always – a conversation when you talk about some of these quote unquote fringe sports of what if the best athletes were playing these sports? What if the best athletes were playing rugby, for example? And that's what the Colorado Exos is experimenting with. They're taking former pros or semi pros from basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, and teaching them rugby. And the hope is once these guys get it down, they can have a really damn good team. Uh, here in the Colorado XO. So it's really cool what they're doing. They've got their first game this weekend, and our guy Colton Strickler is out there in New Orleans, a little jealous of him, uh, mm-hmm. getting a chance to cover the game. He'll be reporting back everything that we learned, what happened, where this team needs to go. Uh, and it's just got this is a kind of a story seeing a team that's built off of an idea start from scratch. So check him out uh, and make sure you check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. He's throwing out picks to us uh, for betting now. Uh, he's got his first pick up tonight. They they play at 11 p.m. tonight, so excited to see how they do. We're, we're betting on the Hurricanes, I believe, uh, so excited to see how that turns out. But yeah, make sure you check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast and follow uh, the Denver or the Colorado Exos. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait for Super Rugby tonight, guys. It's my late night sporting jam at this time of year. Excited. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. And Ryan, you had $1 left over in that game. What if I told you that you could turn that $1 into $100? Would you do it? Yeah, I could have had all the players on the board. <laughs> yes, you could have. <laughs> you could have been the opposite of the New Orleans Saints. But if you want to turn your $1 into $100, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you that opportunity this week. What DraftKings Sportsbook is doing for all new users is they are letting you bet $1 on any team to hit a three-point shot in any basketball game this week. And if your team hits one three-point shot, you cash $100. That's it. Your team has to make one three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and you'll turn that $1 into $100. It's a no-brainer. And if you want to get in on hockey, soccer, rugby, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. They've paid out over $7 billion to their customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball this game. That's promo code DNVR for new customers to turn $1 into $100 on any basketball team to hit a three-pointer this week. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Winnings paid out and four twenty-five dollars free bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys. Normally, during this part of the show, we touch on a little bit of Broncos news, but we've already run long. So the one bit of Broncos news I'm going to give you comes from DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, this is a recurring theme on the show. We look at what the odds are for the Broncos to get Sean Watson. Uh, They are still, at at least in terms of DraftKings, they're still at their high-water mark here at DraftKings. Broncos are plus 400 uh, to get Deshaun Watson. They are tied with the Chicago Bears. 
And just behind the Carolina Panthers at plus 300 and the Houston Texans at plus 250, I actually thought yesterday after the news dropped that Deshaun had met with David Coley and told him, nice to meet you. Hope I don't see you again. Um, I thought that uh, I thought that we would see the Texans drop a little bit, but it seems like DraftKings is more interested in the Texans' position on this than Deshaun Watson's position on this. The Texans have not yet budged on their position that they're not going to trade. Yeah, it shocks me that the Texans are still the favorites, guys. I wouldn't touch that two fifty with a ten foot. Uh, Vacuum tube. Vacuum tube. Exactly. I wouldn't go anywhere close to that uh, because, guys, wasn't the Texans' last hope that David Coley or whoever, whatever head coach they brought in, was going to be able to convince Deshaun Watson to stay? Because we know it wasn't Nick Nick Casario. That kind of blew him up to start with. Uh, And Nick Casario, he's been on the job for quite a while now, and there's been no mending of the relationship. So the Texans' last hope seemingly was the new head coach. Well, Deshaun met with them. And just like you said, Ryan, he said, yeah, it's nice to meet you. I hope I see you never again. Yeah. Well, yeah. But this bet is around where he takes his first snap of the season, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. So the, the thing that lingers here is something that John McClain down in Houston has talked, uh, talked about, that this standoff goes on and he shows up just long enough to get the year of service time. Yeah. So... He's, so he's not losing the year and the contract is con- and the con- and the clock on the contract is continuing to tick. And so that's why I think as this lingers, you're going to see the Texans remain the favorite, uh, the favorite single option because there's going to be this in play that they don't, they get stubborn, they don't trade him. And then at the last possible date at midseason, he shows up and uh, they end up throwing him out there for a few games later on in the year. And that's it. Yeah, I think that it's possible. Yeah. What I think is more possible is Deshaun shows up, says, I'm back, I'm going to play, it's week 10, and then m- miraculously, after his first practice with the team, he he uh, pulls his hammy and yeah. just doesn't quite feel ready to go out there the rest of the season. Yep, and if we get to this point where either he's coming back week 10 and playing or not playing, doing an injury thing, like you said, Ryan, it's the worst look for the Texans if they really let it get to this point. But guys, the Texans aren't about good looks, so I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if it gets to this. See, I, I get what yeah, I get what you, you're saying, RK, on that. That, but I don't think Deshaun could show up in that locker room with the guys that he knows and just and and feign an injury. But Mace, at this that, that point, doesn't seem like him. Mace, but we're talking about him missing, you know, nine weeks up until this point. I, I'm sure the yeah. the locker room. Um, it wouldn't be best friends with him anymore. And they would understand what he was doing. But, I mean, it's not like he would be welcomed with open arms from everyone, I don't think. Well, if they're struggling, he they, they might welcome him with open arms. And it's and there's a difference between holding out for a better situation, guys understanding that. Then once you're in that locker room and you're, and you're looking guys in the eye and you've shown up to work, that's something where I, I think Deshaun, in his gut, wouldn't fake an injury to get out of playing with those guys that he'd go out there and play. All right, guys, it's time for our new game, which I think everyone is going to be very excited about. Uh, We wanted to figure out a way to get more DNVR members involved in the show. So periodically on this show, we're going to let a DNVR member enter the red zone. The red zone. Welcome to it. (laughs) And what it is, is a trivia contest against us. 
So you have your opportunity here. Uh, wow, that was intense. Um, you have your opportunity here to join us and go through three levels of trivia. And if you can conquer us, you're going to get your choice of a bunch of different cool DNVR-themed prizes. Now, I haven't even thought of the prizes yet, to be honest, because I just don't think anyone can win this. But it's going to be fun either way. The way it works is you start against Zach with trivia about the current Broncos or current era of Broncos. If you conquer him in two out of three questions, you move on to me. You go against me for uh, two out of three about the Broncos from the year 2000 until now. If you beat me, you get to take on the final boss. The Mace. Andrew Mason. You get to meet the Mace. And if you can beat him, two out of three questions about anything Broncos of all time, then you are not only the Broncos trivia champion of the world, uh, but you get a sweet uh, prize. Lindsay in the comments says a Broncos country glass. It's got to it's got to be way better than that <laughs> because uh, the degree of difficulty yeah, on yeah. this should be pretty tough. This is like scaling Mount Everest at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, like. A, a gift card to the DNVR bar that never expires. Uh, well, we, <laughs> that seems this is just giving everything away now. <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe like a lifetime subscription. That, that, oh, that might be, okay. that might be All a right. part. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring on the very first challenger as we enter the red zone. Hey. Our guy, Eamon Badwin, hey. long-time <laughs> DNVR member. What's up, Eamon? Hey, man, Eamon. My dudes, what's going on? Hey, uh, what's up you know i'm a little uh, a little nervous too. right now that that was a, quite a setup the red zone the final <laughs> boss i feel like this is uh this is like halo on legendary uh setting right now that that's basically what it is when you uh, when you eventually go up against mace uh in the final round um did are you, you know you what saying... you were getting yourself into <laughs> say it again did you know what you were getting yourself into here I knew that I was doing trivia and I'll be going around and mm -hmm. going against you guys from what Zach told me, but I didn't know it would be, um, I mean, I knew I couldn't get past Mace, so I figured he'd be the final <laughs> boss. Um, the dude knows, like, he's going to know things from the 60s. I, I don't have no idea about <laughs> Yeah, the, yesterday, yeah. yesterday when I talked to Eamon, he said, uh, he said, I got to study. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if there's uh, any studying you can do, any cramming, last minute cramming for this. Yeah, I will tell you, if you make it to the final question, you will definitely need to know about the Broncos in the 60s. Um, <laughs> but Lindsay here says we can have a giveaway per level completed. Ooh. So if you can beat Zach, which oh, man. it was a toss-up between me and Zach who was going to be the first level. Uh, I, I don't want to act like Zach is, you know, chump change here. Right, threw me on rookie level. <laughs> if, if you can beat Zach, you have a chance to get a prize. Uh, so... Mace, I believe you have the questions for the first level. All right. Yes, I do. And uh, we're going to – it's the current era. So let, let me tell them, too. Yes, you just, go ahead. It's just whoever blurts it out. There's no, like, raise your hand, Brett, hit it. your buzzer. Love it. Okay. Love just, it. just yell it out. And, and I'll be the judge for this one of, uh, of who said it first. You can put your mic on mute for a little bit, Zach. <laughs> I can mute myself. I love it. <laughs> All right. First question, last year, we'd like to forget about it, the Broncos were a fountain of turnovers. How many games last year did the Broncos have 
two or more turnovers? Ten. Thirteen. Zach, you're correct. Oh, oh, right on the nose. James. <laughs> two oh, or man. more giveaways for the Broncos. <laughs> I know my Broncos. You could say I'm lucky. Who knows? It's like it's like it's your job or something. <laughs> Zach, did you know that one, or was that a guess? Uh, it, of course, I knew it, Ryan. Of course. Okay. All right. Well, this is... keep up the illusion, Zach. You gotta say, yeah, I exactly, I that exactly. Of course. This is uh, this is. I'm scared a little bit now for for my guy Amen here. Uh, all right, you gotta win two in a row here. All right, here we go. Of all the quarterbacks who've played for the Broncos in the post-Peyton Manning era, which one has the highest passer rating? Trevor Simeon. Is that is that not it? Well, we should, did he get it? I, well, oh, it, oh, oh, wait. Uh, I want to reach. I want to change it. Oh well. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to change it, it's blurred. Sure. It, it's blurred. So go well, ahead. You don't just gonna, gonna like, blurt off all the names. Okay. But. I'm gonna go with Brett Rippin. Ah, Zach, see, I was gonna go. I was gonna go with Brett, but I'll go. I'll go with my guy Trev. Both of you are incorrect. Is it uh, Paxton Lynch? No, no, <laughs> no. Joe Flacco. Um, oh, oh my, my gosh! <laughs> the two, the two and six record just really clouds that. I, yeah, wow. I, I took that out of my memory. I don't even know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, see, that's when I went through this. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. And Case Keenum is next best, guys. Believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hope you came with four questions, Mace. I, I can come up with one on the fly. But, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. When was the last time the Broncos hit the over on their season win total? Um, 2016. 18. Wait, 19. Sorry. Nope. Neither. 2015. What? Yeah. No. In 2019. Oh of course, and I'm going by the numbers wait, that they wait, have. Wait, no, on... unfair question. Current day Broncos. Yeah. You said well, before the I'm, show was Super Bowl yeah, after. I'm, I'm going Ooh. I'm going by pro football reference. So do you want me to ask you another one then? Because pro Absolutely. football reference has the over-under for the season. In 2019, the Broncos had a push at seven. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. All right. I figured. I figured 2019 was the closest thing since we tanked the other years. Yeah. yeah. With also, Drew. Yeah. Also, Zach had an advantage there because I didn't even tell Eamon that current era Broncos meant post Peyton Manning. But then, <laughs> yeah. I guess Eamon had the advantage there because Zach already knew that it was post Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. All right. This question. In which month last season did the Broncos generate the most takeaways? Um, November. December. Correct. Oh. oh and, and, and Zach, you were way off because you know how many get- takeaways the Broncos generated in December? One. One. Yeah. One takeaway uh, from four games. <laughs> the, the, the emotional roller coaster of the Broncos season. Exciting. Oh. Disappointing January. Warms up. Not January, sorry, September. Warms up in October, gets really hot in November, and then just plummets in December. Um, you, outside of 2019, that's how it's been. That's true. Yeah. All right. This comes down to the final question. All right. Final question. Face is looking it up on the fly. <laughs> I'm looking it up on the fly because I need to get go to a fifth question here. Final question. Who led the Broncos? In passes defensed last year, Shelby Harris. Oh no, that would be. Bad. It's gonna be. 
it's gonna be um Bryce Callahan. It's gonna be um Uj. No, Simmons. 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 <laughs> I was gonna go with Simmons. I know he led in interceptions, but I yeah. thought for some reason Oj had so many missed interceptions. I was like, he's has gotta be. So, so do okay. passes knocked down at the line not count as passes defensed? They do. Okay, okay. They oh, do no. count. Shelby had seven last so second. Year. Yes. It, Shelby was second behind Justin. Then right after that, you get into AJ Boye, OJ Mudia with six also. All right, Mace, as a tiebreaker here, yeah. I'm going to have you ask a question that is numbers related. We'll go prices right rules. Um, okay. Well, so no, that, we're not going to go prices right rules because yeah. it's too easy in a two man game for someone to just go one over, one under. Um, just close, closest to the pin. Closest, closest to, the, to the pin on either side. Give them a number, a stat, whatever, and that's going to decide this tie. Best All of right. luck, Eamon. Okay. Okay. So we both get to answer here. You, you, yeah. you, you both get to answer this question. Yes. Number of receptions by Noah Fant last year. Mm. <laughs> 54. Eamon? I think 57. Oh. Eamon, you win! Oh! 62! Oh. by five! Oh. Great bid! And, and you did win by Price's Right Rules, too. Wow. <laughs> oh, you got that. me! Oh. That was nerve-wracking. That, that was a battle royale, gentlemen. Thank you. Zach has been eliminated. Look at the little graphic. It's so oh, good. Look how, look how sad that is. All right. Um, oh, man. Let's well, say let's I think I think he's got himself a Broncos country glass. There we go. I yeah. love it. You know, I've been I've been eyeing those. So uh perfect. They're pretty awesome. sweet. I'm and happy it, I could help you with that, Eamon. Add it to your little uh little memorabilia deck back there. Yeah, I got I got my my uh Super Bowl fifties uh football that I got signed at the Hall of Fame weekend. Awesome. Um, that's where I met you, Ryan. But you then didn't Mace, ask me to sign it. Yeah. Well <laughs> it was, you know, you know. If you if you played on the team, maybe, right. but um, but Mace, I actually saw you that weekend. You were walking by twice, and I pointed at you and said, "That's my boy, Mace." And that's before oh, you joined the NVR. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't hear, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll connect again. And uh, maybe are you gonna are you gonna go to Hall of Fame this weekend this year or try to? Man, I I really I really want to if mm-hmm. if it's open and everything yeah. is back to where it needs to be because. Um, that was so much fun last time and like oh. meeting uh, all, all the players, meeting all the DMVR family that was there. Um, it was dope, man. I really had a good time. Yeah, I, that's that's one thing I really hope is normal because between Peyton and Steve, it's going to be a it's going to be a party, man. Can't yeah, wait. And, and seeing like seeing John there and then seeing yep. Champ and then also another also John Lynch. Like, yeah, that's like what I grew up watching. So it'd be amazing to see all those guys there. Those weekends are going to be kind of like family reunions for the Broncos history, almost, especially this year with somebody going in. Cause you'll have all the, all the legends are going to come back for that. So love yeah, it. all right, sure. let's move on to the second level of the <sighs> red zone. Ryan, and you're very lucky that uh, I'm going to be nice to you right now. Cause I, I I'm, I'm furious after that. I should just go to all my hard questions, but I'll start with what I have categorized as an easy question. All right, Ryan and Eamon, are you ready? Yes. So this, Eamon, this is 2000 to present day, just to give you about 20-year window. Okay. 2000. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. All right. That'll get you going. I made it. <laughs> what Broncos player once intercepted four passes? In Delph O'Neal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Come on. Give Boom. the kid a chance to talk. Easy. <laughs> Ryan, that's how I started too. And Eamon came True. back on me. He's True. like the uh, he's like the bubble Denver Nuggets. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Moving up to the medium level questions. In 2006, the Broncos drafted Jay Cutler. In the same draft, they also got two players that went on to make five or more Pro Bowls. Who are those players? Uh, Brandon Marshall. Um, um, you may have got one. I don't know. Tough you said one. how many Pro Bowls did they make? Five. They each combined made or least, each? No, it each made at least five. Oh my gosh! Why can't I? Do we want to give I'm gonna it go in? with I'm going to go with Elvis Doomerville and Brandon Marshall. Oh, oh, Eamon got it. <laughs> yes. That's right. I could the not find, I, I, I was not find close, Doomerville in my I was, head. I was this close to saying just the facts, gentlemen, just the facts. <laughs> mm, that would have been good. <laughs> oh, yes. Man, that, I had to dig deep for that one. I was like, who made who made Pro Bowls in those in that era? Um, wow, that was a hard question. I knew it had to be on the defensive side and I just I was working my way from the back of the defense to the front. Never got to doom. Mm. All right, guys. This one, uh, we'll see how it comes in. All right. Name the two former Browns top three draft picks. Courtney Brown and Ebenezer uh, Ecubon. Courtney Brown is one of them. Ah. (laughs) So name the two former Browns top three draft picks, a defensive lineman that signed in 2005, along with former Browns defensive lineman Ebenezer Ekubon and Michael Myers to give the Broncos the nickname, the Bronco Broncos. Oh my God. Amen. You are so. I want to say something Warren. I, that I don't, may I don't, be close enough. That may be close enough. I, I think we give it to him. Courtney Brown and Jared Warren. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 let's give it to him. I'll take the L. I'll take that L. Wow. Ryan, we I both, didn't... we both, he both, he came back on both. He really is the bubble nuggets. Yo. I'm nervous now. Madden, I'm really Madden nervous. 06, Madden 06 was my jam. So that was uh, the D-line. Yeah. No, wait, no. Do we want to, uh, uh, Lindsay brings up a good point. Do we want to do this Jeopardy style? And make sure that the entire question is asked before anyone blurts it out. That would be great. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty impressive. I got to yeah. say, I just said two yeah. Browns defensive linemen. He yeah. was almost on it. <laughs> I literally didn't have a guess for one of them. So I, I, I happily uh, take the L right there. All right. If you can beat him on this one, <laughs> this we will have uh, been very bad at contriving yes. this segment. Mm-hmm. What's uh, oh. what's my reward for this round? Do I get a? Oh right, what does he get cap? for this? Yeah, for the for beating me, I say you get a. Uh, you, you get the beer inside shirt, yeah. the cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you want the hat? We we'll give you the hat. All right. Awesome. That's a sick hat. <laughs> okay. This this starts on the easier side. So if you're gonna get one, I feel like you gotta get it now. Um, I also didn't give myself uh, an extra question here, which was not probably a good idea because <laughs> they're very hard. All right. I will start uh, rolling off clues. So if, if you get, if you know who the player is, just go ahead and say it. Sixth round pick of the Broncos in 2008. 
named Pepsi Rookie of the Week in Week 8 of that season, despite not having a catch or a carry. One of just four players in the last 30 years to start a game on both sides of Spencer the Spencer Larson. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, he was a fullback who won Pepsi Rookie of the Week, uh-huh. despite not having a catch or a carry at fullback, because, of course, he also started the game at linebacker for the Broncos and had seven tackles. In Atlanta, yeah. right? In Atlanta. Yeah. Correct. Incredible. Yeah. Brian, how many more How many more tips did you have? That was the last one. If, yeah. I knew they were going to get it on that one. I could have said, I, like, went to LSU. Didn't you go to LSU? Um, or did he go to – was he a – I thought he was a Western guy. Was he, like, in maybe Arizona State? Oh, it was Arizona. It was Arizona. It was Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. LSU, yeah, he's not going to be happy with me for confusing ASU with Arizona if he finds out. About I was this. thinking of uh, Jacob Hester <laughs> for a second there. Yeah, well, I, I like Jacob. He's a good dude. Yep. Okay. Well, Eamon, you're in a very familiar position, down 0-1. He's Mr. Comeback. He's, he's the John Elway of trivia. For I'm, real. You know what? I think this – I'm going to go to my last question here because I Ooh. think it's easier than my second question. All right. Okay. Who scored the game with touchdown in the Denver Broncos' first ever game? Gene Mingo. I don't know. Got it. Yeah. Got there it. you go. Got it. Wow. Wow. Uh, Let's bring a favorite team, Mingo, though, by the way. The, yep, the most versatile player in Denver Broncos history. Was that your theme today, RK? Was guys who did multiple things because you had Mingo who could be who could catch passes, kick, punt, and then of course Larson, Mr. Two Way. Yes. Um I the last question did not involve a versatile Bronco, but yeah, Gene Mingo. Uh, kicked the extra point on the Broncos' first touchdown, mm-hmm. returned a touchdown, uh, returned a punt for a touchdown for the Broncos' second touchdown, but I believe he missed the extra point on that one because the Broncos won 13 to 10. Oh, nobody's perfect. Uh, Eamon, you were almost oh, perfect, you, my friend. That hey. was impressive. That hey, I didn't was think impressive. I would make it to the end. <laughs> Two so, rounds. Good job. Uh, honestly, I, uh, we might have to start colluding against the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, against the members here so we don't give away so many prizes me and zach a uh, uh, poor performance on our part but a yeah, great performance really. from amen yes uh, i'm gonna just say the last one here because i just want to see if mace can get it okay uh, amen if you can get it honestly then we'll uh, i might have to throw in another prize for you uh, okay uh born may 18th 1957 went to william and mary college played linebacker Dude. He got it. <laughs> who? Jim Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. He's so notable today because I'm, I won't tell the full story because the person who told us this story said they want to protect his privacy. One of our members happens to live in the same neighborhood as Jim Ryan, as they just found out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were going for a walk, and they ran into him, and we're like, "Are you Jim Ryan?" And he was like. Yeah, I am. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm a huge Broncos fan, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jim Ryan said, hey, well, let's catch a game sometime. So uh, sounds like a really cool guy. Awesome. Yeah, he, he is does. Cool yeah. <laughs> Broncos linebacker from 1979 to 1988, his entire career as a Bronco. Yeah, that's wow. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Wow. Well, Mace, uh, now the people know what they're up against. I don't know if anyone <laughs> has a chance. I thought that one was going to be too hard. I thought I was going to need an extra question. I was a little nervous because I am the I am the the first, you know, to to jump into the red zone and I was like 
wow, like when it, when you guys pulled it up, I was like, wait, I have a disadvantage being the first person right now. But I did okay. I did okay. Well, you did incredible. You did great. You, you did, did great, Eamon. You, you put Ryan and I to shame. We Here's had the to problem. use our last line of defense. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem. Like, this is what I do late at night sometimes. I'm last last night I was doing some late night reading. This is the game mag program from 1976, Buccaneers at Broncos at Mile High Stadium. And this is just what I sit there sometimes reading at night to wind down. Very different this, from wow. the other magazines that people read late at night. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say you read, Ryan. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I'm a nerd. Well, I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> Wait, I had a question for Mace. Yeah. Oh, go for uh, it. Mace, mm-hmm. what's your North Carolina connection? Because I am in okay. North Carolina, Raleigh. Okay. And went to Millbrook for high school, went to ECU for college. Okay. So I just, I'm always curious because you talk a lot about Carolina, a lot. Okay. Well, mo- my, my dad's side of the family is entirely in North Carolina uh, around Wake County. My dad grew up outside of Wake Forest. And um, when I was a kid, I played basketball, believe it or not. And I went to North Carolina's basketball camp for like five summers. Nice. And that just kind of, that's where that took between that and a lot of family members uh, that followed the team. Even though I always lived elsewhere, that Car- Tar Heel basketball was kind of my, always my connection to my roots and uh, where I'm from and, 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 and where my family's from. And so that's, on that side, my mom's from England. So that's, that's how I got into that. And I mean, to this day, I, I never miss a game, although I wish I would have missed that game two nights ago. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's good to know. That's awesome. Hey, Eamon, thank you for coming on and for a great effort at the, as the first, uh, first member to enter the red zone. I appreciate you, my guys. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, looking forward to next Friday's show and see uh, what you guys got cooked up. You made it to the five yard line. You were so close. I, 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 I was the 1999 Titans today. So <laughs> pretty good. Good. Right? The guy uh, knows his stuff. He the guy does. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you later. Amen. Thank later, you. Guys. All right, guys. Uh, awesome show. Great, uh, great guests. Shout out to Lindsay Jones and mm-hmm. Amen for joining us. Um, thank you, Mace, for saving us uh, <laughs> as our last, our, our free safety over the top. If this is going to be me preventing us from giving a huge prize package, I mean, this is uh, it's pressure, but I guess you know it's what you brought me in for, right? To handle the high pressure situation. So every exactly. time you every time you save us, just add a beer to my tab at the DNVR bar. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it for you. When when we were talking about oh, this game, me. just to give people a background, we were talking about creating this game a couple of weeks ago. May said, "Wait, why do I have to be the last yeah, line?" We're defend? like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and now I think he understands. Now I get it. Now I get it. Okay, yeah. I'm... Did you did you know the answer to uh, all uh, all of my questions as well? Yeah. The Brown Coast one, I, that was a real blind spot for me. I like, I had no, I, I didn't even have a guess. Honestly, would, yeah, I was surprised you didn't get it because I mean, you know your stuff on the Broncos, RK. Um, I was surprised that that you didn't get that. And and, and the funny thing is, like, as you guys were like, they're stumbling around with he was stumbling around with Warren a little bit. I'm, I wanted to yell like Gerard Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was a fun. Yeah, Gerard Warren was a funny dude. I'll I'll never forget covering that guy. He was, he was like he's you know, backwoods Florida country boy, country wisdom, hilarious. He was hilarious to talk to in the locker room too. 
Yeah, I just yeah. I I completely as a total blind spot. I do remember Ebenezer Ekubon because he ended mm. up doing some TV later, right? He hung around Denver for a while. Yep. Yeah. I think he and he even briefly I did some stuff kind of was an intern uh, doing some player program stuff with the Broncos as well. But uh, yeah, that guy, he 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 looked like he was going to have a really good season in 07. I believe he ruptured his Achilles in the preseason at Dallas and it wasn't yeah. quite the same for him after that. So he he dealt with a tough break. Also, to go car- piggyback on Amon's on what Eamon mentioned, went to North Carolina to Ebenezer FQ1. Oh, nice. Oh, about that? It all comes full circle. And uh, it all comes full, cir- full circle with a comment from uh, Adele coming in and says, <laughs> can we talk about Deshaun Watson now? Just bring this show full circle, guys. Uh, <laughs> plenty of more Deshaun Watson talk coming on Monday on the DNVR Broncos podcast, which, of course, you can download Anywhere you listen to podcasts, here is the final results of our Build Your Broncos. You guys can vote on who built the best team here um, in a few minutes after I tweet it out. But for now, we finish with a shout-out to Green Mountain Dental Group, uh, where you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you get a cleaning x-ray and exam from Green Mountain Dental Group. They'll treat you like family because they're part of our family. They're part of the DNVR family. They supported us through the entirety of of the pandemic, which is, um, is a pretty, it means a lot to us uh, as a small business and they're a small business as well. So check them out. Green mountain dental group, get that free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam that wraps it up for us today. Thanks to everyone who watched Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube. If you enjoyed the show. Uh, but for now we will catch you guys later.